and it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. We're live. It's the damn good day show. We have a damn phenomenal guest, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. This is so awesome because I feel like we met in the most authentic potential way possible. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Two people at the bar hanging out both by ourselves day after work doing our thing hey how are you what what is this event you're promoting and somehow i got lucky enough to sit next to you yeah that was awesome it was so cool because i remember you were mentioning that you were putting on this big event you were pitching the bartender he he needs to go so i'm like clearly these guys are friends yeah i mean he's been to my events before um but I was like, hey, it's time to elevate. You know what I mean? Because he's been trying to start his own business for a couple years now. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Let's go. <laughs> and that's your energy. It's, <laughs> it's elevating. It's elevating people. It's every second that you, the, your existence seems to just be helping people. I mean, in the short term that I've been watching your Instagram, what you've been doing with Epic Talks, it's amazing Thank that you. you're able to maintain such a level of positivity, of optimism, and the business you've built is so is so incredible. Congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. I feel extremely blessed. And, so. and the whole deal with Epic Talks is such a <laughs> like a wild concept, right? Because mm-hmm. people hear of TED Talks, right? Mm-hmm. That seems to have a lot of the flair. But you flipped that upside down and created Epic Talks. Yeah, it's it's Epic Talks is like TED Talks, but on steroids. <laughs> you know, we have a an amazing hour of full-on networking and building relationships and introducing people to others you know and i even give them a an exercise card as they're coming in through the door how to network you know go to up to somebody find someone with your same card but in the process of you finding that person with the same card um you get to ask them who are you what do you do how i how can i add value what are you most excited about you know get people to start opening up break the ice yeah break the ice and we also have you know local artists that come and showcase their work we have an amazing catering company that sponsors the event we have a red carpet um it's legit i mean when you see it too you're doing these (laughs) weekly yeah i mean monthly yes monthly monthly monthly. yeah monthly however we do have uh an inner circle membership and we get to see each other three times a month we have dinners that's what i was referencing that is so cool dinners and adventures so it's like more personable and and well it's cool because i feel that concept has been something that many people might have somewhat thought of But you executed on it and (laughs) you executed phenomenally. I mean, the guests you have at these events are outstanding. And that has everything to do with your ability to attract great talent Mm. and put on really quality events. Yes, absolutely. I I got blessed that way, you know, and for me, it's, it's all about having that vision. And I truly believe that God doesn't give you a vision that you can't execute. So the moment you have that seed that's planted it's it's your duty to start watering it and do something about it and the thing is that most people they just sit there and they don't believe in themselves enough right in order for them to continue on that path or journey or and and make that idea grow and my whole purpose and my goal is to help people see that anything is possible when you believe in yourself and you set your mind to do it it's interesting i love how you mentioned that because you put on events, essentially you put on these outstanding events. And by the way, we have to intro the special guest today. <laughs> My little doggy Blackie. Blackie. <laughs> Blackie just uh, had major surgery and 
He's going with me everywhere. I don't want to. I'm not ready to leave him home alone yet. But he survived it. He's adorable. Thank you. <laughs> my uh, my first dog is not a real dog. It was a stuffed animal. His, <laughs> his name was Black Dog. So Black yep. has a special part of he my. He knows heart. you're talking about him. Like <laughs> he's got a great great head of hair on him. Yeah, you know, I learned a lot from him. A lot of resilience, you know, and strength and. He, he survived something that most animals wouldn't, so. Well, I think people are supposed to be with animals, right? Yeah. There's different levels of success in life, mm -hmm. and this is my theory. There's health success, which is you're a healthy person. You're healthy. You have so much happiness. You could do whatever you want. You, you're capable of traveling and all this stuff. There's financial success, which mm -hmm. is obviously, you know, you have money. You have resources. You're able to go do some stuff. There's relationship success. You're able to have a great relationship with your significant other or mm -hmm. partner and like be happy with all that. And then there's another level of success called Beastmaster. 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 Okay, I like that. Which is some straight grass root, an animal primitive state where you start connecting with the animal on a completely different form of communication. You ever notice that? You know, like when you see a dog, you go, oh my God. Yeah, totally. The animal language. You know, it's just like they can tell, they can see what's up. They start yeah. to learn you and feel you. And He I, feels your energy, which is the reason why he's gravitating towards you right now. <laughs> I, I would put him on your lap, but he's got stitches all down his belly. Uh, yeah, he looks belly, like he's so. about to jump. We gotta yeah, no, no, he won't. Okay, he won't. cool. <laughs> and, but that feeling of being able to have the camaraderie, I think is so important for humans because mm. we go through all these complicated emotions every day, just inside of our bodies and especially women more than men mm. and just the ability to have something stable something that shows true love and joy and reminds us that that problem you're thinking about is mm. not that big of a deal i mean that is so priceless yes and unconditional love you know they truly we're their world if you have an animal you are their world they they live they breathe you they're waiting for you when you leave like you're their everything so and it comes at a price though <laughs> the, the price is they're not here forever yeah yeah yeah. yeah, but but enjoy them while you can. Amen. 100%. <laughs> I'm trying to get my dad to get a new dog. So Well, you're about to get one, so. Yes, yes, <laughs> January. And I'm going to be moving him to Miami because he's supposed to be retiring shortly. Your so. dad? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's going to be really, really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, he needs a change. He needs to get out of Good. New York. He he'll to, be here and he'll he, love it. He needs the I don't know if Miami might be too much for him because he's an older dude. He's Maybe like 63. Maybe for Lauderdale or Boca Raton. He might like Boca Raton. Right. I'm thinking you start off in Miami just to use it as a home base, like have squad near him yeah. and then expand. Yeah. Boca would be, I used to live in Boca. You know, it's more like older people, retired people, but it's still like a damn good time. A damn good time. <laughs> okay. Dad, good time. Damn good time. A new segment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. On the event thing, were you throwing events when you were younger? <clears throat> or did you just always like hosting and throwing events? Or is it an acquired no, taste? No, never. But I've always been a people person ever since I was a little girl. Um, I always knew how to get my way around. And, and if, if I couldn't, I would find a way, you know? Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I, I, when I was little, I was in gymnastics and we had a trip, right? And my father didn't want to give me the money or he couldn't afford to give me the money for the trip. And all of the rest of the kids, their parents were giving them the money. And I was, I was upset and I was devastated. So my father said to me, you know what? He's like, I'm going to let you borrow $15 and I'm going to take you to a chocolate place and buy you a box of chocolate. And there's 30 chocolates in that box. The box is $15. So this is what's going to happen. You're going to sell those chocolates for a dollar each. So you're going to pay me back my $15. And with your profit, you're going to go buy another box of chocolate. 
and continue making your money that way. And that was exactly what I did. I paid my father back. I was like nine or 10 years old. He would drop me off at universities and he was a professor in the university of in Puerto so Rico. It wasn't like fully sketch. It was like, it was a monitored played pen. Yeah, 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 exactly. And well, he would drop me off in other universities, but I was safe there, you know? Gotcha. So, and I just, you know, I started selling to students and some students didn't have money and I'd be like, well, I'll be back tomorrow. You want to pay me back tomorrow? Or like I would, you know, make a deal with them or something like that. And I was able to save up money for my gymnastics team. And, you know, at the time it didn't make sense. And I was angry because everybody else was getting like the good stuff and getting their trips paid and getting nice shoes and all that stuff. My dad made me work for it, you know, and, and that was a big lesson. And I think that one of the reasons why I'm such a go-getter is because that who puts their kid at nine years old to go make some money so you could pay for your own trip, (laughs) you know, and I just used my charm and I, I, anything that I always would put my mind to, I would do it. So it's so interesting. It's when you have skin in the game, you take things so much more serious. I even think back in the day when my parents would see, we, we lived in a house with, you know, there was so many trees and I think we were the last family to ever outsource that. So like my mom would just rake leaves. Like we would have 200 bags of leaves. It was insanity. Yeah. Could have just paid like a hundred bucks and had that thing taken care of. And instead we had to rake it, but I used to hate doing it because mm. it always just seemed like such a chore. Even growing up, I was kind of like, uh, I, never, I didn't even like doing dishes or anything. Uh-huh. Cause to me, it was just this, I live in this place. Once you get a house and you become an adult, I, you don't even have to ask me twice. Like I'm out there freaking tending this lawn. Like I love it. I, uh-huh. I love doing the daily things because I have skin in the game. It's, it's part of a, an investment that I saw from the beginning to the end. You put time into it. It's interesting. The lessons you learn from just having skin in the game at mm-hmm. some level. Absolutely. And now you felt you built this level of confidence in yourself <laughs> selling those chocolates that just radiates <laughs> yeah. to this day. Exactly. Exactly. And it was fun. And even even in kindergarten, I was I would always get away with stuff. You know what I mean? I I knew the little loopholes. I knew, you know, just I don't know. I, I guess I was born that way. Maybe. I don't know. Or me, maybe being a foster child helped with that, too, because I was being placed in different homes and you you kind of have to adapt to those places like, you know, like a what's your like, earliest memory with all that? Um, uh, I would say when um, we, we had a like a raid in my house. Yeah, I remember that. I was like three, three and a half. And I remember, you know, like they knocked down the doors and, you know, were taking my parents and stuff like that. So so my my biological parents. That was like like a first memory that you Yeah, had. yeah, I do remember that and then I remember going into different homes and um I remember opening up the fridge and there was no food in the fridge. My brother and sister crying, you know, and it, it's funny because I'm I'm so grateful for that. You know what I mean? I'm I if I had to live my life all over again, I'd do it I'd do it again, you know, because it's created who I am today. And I feel that if I hadn't gone <clears throat> through those moments in life, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. You know, if I would have had that cookie cutter life, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. Well, you've done so much personal development and you surround yourself with the most positive, out, like optimistic people. And you've, I'm sure you've heard just the whole idea of, you know, those first traumatic experiences have these lasting effects on us our whole life. Mm. Did you ever have to go through a moment where you had to sort of conquer that? Or do you felt like you just almost naturally um, learn from that? I guess what I'm saying is, you know, when a dog might have gotten hit when it was younger, it's always like kind of like doing the thing. Okay. Know? Okay. So like those traumas that we have 
can get like super deep rooted in ourselves uh-huh. and they kind of come out in, in other negative ways. And if we don't sort of heal that trauma. Yeah. You know, what's funny. You would think that because of the trauma that I've gone through that I really don't, that I wouldn't trust anyone. I'm so trusting, you know, and, and I, I get burned a lot, you know, um, but it's because I see the good in everyone. And when it happens, I'm like, okay, well, why, what do I get to learn from this? But I don't meet you and like, I don't trust you or I don't like you or I, I'm not judge, really judgmental. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. But there's moments where, where I catch myself judging someone and then immediately I, I check myself, right? Yeah. But um, I think we're similar in that sense. It's yeah. like giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. Like assuming they're good people. Yeah, exactly. So and then they have to prove why they're not versus proving why they are. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't go into, I don't go into relationships thinking, oh, this person's. No, I'm just like, hey, hey, welcome, thank you, thank you for being my friend. Like, come in, come into my home. I'll cook for you. You know, when I was little, um, my my parents, that, my foster parents that took me in, um, we lived in like the mountains in this university, and there was always students always roaming around. And we used to, you know, we were Christians and we celebrated the Sabbath. And at night we would sing, you know, Christian songs and stuff like that. And in Puerto Rico, there's, it's like open windows, right? With screens on it. It's not like closed windows. So we would sing and then you would hear some of the students singing. And my parents would be like, oh, someone out there. Tell them to come in. And like we'd tell them to come in. And we'd give them rice and beans and like, you know, make some chocolate and, and crackers. So you know, I, I, I grew up with that, um, you know, being of service and, and giving. And, and thankfully, um, I did go into a Christian home that I was able to learn about the Bible and a lot of the morals and the values that I live by now is because of what I've learned in church. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm not I don't go to church now. I'm not like a full on Christian, but I have my own relationship with God and I truly believe in spirituality and, and I do the work. Well, I remember I was, I don't know if I told you this because we didn't, we didn't have too, too long to chat, but I was, when I was at Peter Taunton's house, that's where I met Augusto and like a couple of these other guys. And they were all talking about like the relationship with God and all that stuff. And, uh, that day I kind of got sold on the fact that, okay, like I should give this another shot. Now I'm in no way like, like a hardcore Christian if not, but I have been to VU a few times. Yeah. And it's great and great people and great energy. I got to say the people and the energy is legit. And if you're new to Miami, it's, there's a lot of value in joining some level of, of club. Now I'm not going to call church being in a club, but it is a network. Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of good people with open arms trying to become friends. Mm -hmm. So it's a great place to start if you're, if you're looking for a community. Absolutely. And Epic Talks too. (laughs) Epic Talks is legit. Epic Talks is legit. (laughs) And I remember you gave me this, the lowdown of, didn't you, you went through like a crazy experience then that made you think of Epic Talks, right? Didn't you? Yeah, I was just, um, I was feeling lonely, you know, I was feeling like I, I wasn't meeting people on my say, my say, my same like energy and frequency and mindset. Uh, I got into personal development uh, about nine years ago when I found myself in a really dark place in my life and I found out about personal development and it changed my life so much that I was like, I need to pay, pay this forward. How can I pay this forward? And I remember walking over the bridge in Brickell and feeling like, man, I'm not meeting people like me. Um, and I was going to networking events and just, you know, leaving unfulfilled, nothing tangible, like 
not great connections. People are just like, here's my business card. I could do this for you. I could sell you this. I could do that. Do you have real estate and all this stuff? And I'm just like, whoa, right? I didn't like it. So I was planning to leave. I was going to go to Los Angeles because at the time, that's where all the motivational speakers were, Lewis House and Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles and Sterling Griffin, like all these people that I knew. And I'm like, let me go over there. But then I was like, if it doesn't exist here, I can create it. So I did. I did. And I literally, from the moment that I thought about it to the day I had my first event was only three days. So I never spoken on a stage before. I t called one of my girlfriends, Alisa, Alicia Belchenko. She's a law professor in the University of Miami. And I said, Alicia, I'm thinking about doing maybe like a mastermind. If I do it, will you be one of the speakers? She's like, okay. She thought I was BSing her. I wasn't. I, I went on Canva. I took a picture of her. I took a picture of me. At the time, I called it Epic Life Masters. And, and then um, I printed 100 flyers, passed them all over downtown, Brickle area, just my like building, straight on the street, like, just being like, "Hey, come to our yeah, event." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm having an event. I'm a speaker. Whatever. At the time, I've never spoken on a stage. And then, um, uh, she, she, you know, we we had the first event, and 15 people showed up in three days. 15 people. Eight of them were my friends. <laughs> so in reality, seven people showed up. You know, I had gotten a cheese platter, some wine. And I printed out some papers because I was going to give some exercises to the people that got there. And I remember it was in that moment where I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. When I was sharing my story up there, it doesn't matter what you go through. It's up to you if you want to conquer your life. It's up to you if you don't, if you choose not to be a victim, if you choose to be a victor of your circumstances, it's up to you. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> you know? I was feeling my own fire. And I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, at the time I was in medical sales and I was just starting to get tired of that. And I'm like, I'm going to start something big. And then my second event, I had 120 people. I, I, uh, I did a collaboration with like Jason Stone, Millionaire Mentor and Andres Ospina and, and Luis Escobar. And they, they started promoting it heavily with me. So the second event, 120 people. And then we were really strong for like six months. And, um, and then, you know, I just, I continued with with the platform and now it is what it is that is so crazy <laughs> so cool how how is it kind of like changed sort of from when you started to where it is now well i did a full year of free events <laughs> and now um i'm charging 150 to 200 dollars for vip tickets and five thousand dollars a year for the membership so that's a big change that's amazing yeah. <laughs> so what i did was um uh, I, I just wanted to add value, yeah. value, 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 free, free, For free, over free, a year, free. just gave it yes. out as much as possible. Jab, and jab, jab, jab. And then, um, after the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to start charging because people are getting value out of this and the right people will stay and the wrong people will, you know, cause it was free alcohol and free food. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's exactly what happened. And, uh, by, you know, raising the prices and, adding more value and adding more content, I started bringing like really high level people. Was it more the, uh, the inner circle aspect of it or the raw events that you felt were like a, like a bigger, like more sticky to them? What do you mean? Cause don't you have two different types of memberships? There's like, you can go to yeah. the event yeah. and then there's also an inner circle. Yep. Do you, do you, did one of those sort of pop faster than the other? No, it's actually been gradually. I just started the inner circle six months ago. Awesome. You know, and I've had Epic talks for three and a half years. 
Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. And the, all the people you meet. So like one of my favorite things about doing this podcast, is I get to meet amazing people, right? Mm-hmm. I just get to sit down and hear people's stories. Like, you're, like it's awesome. It's <laughs> phenomenal. It's fantastic. And I truly think that the human connection is the most valuable thing. And for people that are depressed or sad, they just need more human connection. And if you meet someone and hear their story, you can learn so much faster than going through all the years of trying to learn it yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And together, everyone can <laughs> achieve more in that sense. So for you to be surrounded now by all of these people, what has that done to your life? You know, now you have all these connections to all these different industries. It, does it constantly just have new ideas just rushing through your head and how I can add value here, how I can add value there? Constantly new ideas. Um, con- my mind is always running a million a million miles a minute so uh sometimes i need to remind myself focus on this you know focus on this and just stick to the plan for a little bit and um and the way it's changed my life i didn't know there was so many amazing humans i have met some remarkable people and this is just the beginning you know and my goal is to connect humans with humans where they can literally create impact in their lives so they can help take their lives and businesses to the next level two of the inner circle people one of them just helped raise 2.5 million dollars for a company for one of the inner circle people another uh person that came to the epic talks event raised a million dollars through someone that they met at epic talks Mm. a couple people multiple six figure months because <laughs> because of people that they have met at epic talks you know so blackie's over here trying to get some attention come here buddy Hello, blackie. <laughs> come here buddy um I don't so grab him because of the surgery. yeah yeah so um so just seeing the transformation seeing the impact seeing what it is doing for people's lives and businesses I know I'm in the and I'm following my purpose. I know I'm living my purpose, yeah. you know, and I'm super excited because we're actually launching in Thailand. Yes, I, I said it. I said it last year. I, I well, this the beginning of the year. We're going global. We're going global. And I have the opportunity to launch it in Thailand and wow. I'm going for it. So 2023, January, we're launching launching in Thailand. Damn. Yes. So at that point then, so one of the things you're going to have to think about now is, is the scaling aspect of yes. it. So how has that conversation been going from, and, and for people out there that are looking to scale their business, maybe it's like their first store, right? They have a successful store, whether it's a restaurant, whatever, and now they want to scale to a second. For you, you're throwing all these amazing events. You built this community in Miami. What have been some of those lessons or things that you've implemented as you think about scaling? Uh, make sure that whoever you partner up with is in alignment with who you are with your vision your life and your dreams because what i notice even when you get into friendships that they're not in alignment with who you are and what you do (laughs) who you are what you do sorry my dog's making me laugh that's great um it's it's not gonna flourish and 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 um i have made the decisions the decisions to stop giving people my time those who don't are not into personal development those who are not doing the work and getting themselves better and and you know into the spiritual world and and all of the good stuff that comes with becoming a better human right so for me my my strategy for taking it to the next level is to make sure that i partner up with people who are in alignment with my life with my vision and that have similar um you know the desire of continued growth so 
I feel a lot of that because someone might say that sounds great being in alignment, but then it's like another level forward. Like, but how do you still tell that? How do you vet something out? And I feel a lot of it has to do with number one, just overall energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like is the vibe, right? Yeah. Um, but also to kind of crawl, walk, run at some level, like try to do some level of experiment with that person, whether that be a small task or a dry run mm. and see how they respond. Yes. Um, because a lot of times something might sound great now, but a few months later, you know, people lose steam. Mm. And that seems to be like the biggest theme I have seen mm. from all of the successful people that have been on the show is consistency is the bottom line underlying like fact that has helped people. Yeah. One of those lines that I've loved is B minus work changes lives i love that because it's like you don't need to always put a plus content as long as you're building and you're being consistent mm. that can help i just completely shifted from two different discussion topics no 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 i like it i like it. i've never heard of that before but i but i like it um another thing for me is i'm extremely intuitive so i trust my intuition i that's my, where i was going yeah. with that and you just reminded me yeah my intuition just it really guides me in the right direction that gut feeling that gut feeling and when i'm really questioning something i go to the mirror and i look at myself and i look at my eyes and i say out loud whatever the question is whatever the insecurity is whatever i'm doubting i look at myself because nobody's gonna lie to you or tell you the truth the way you would to yourself <laughs> So I don't even I don't even call people for advice anymore. I go to the mirror. I was like, Melissa, okay, how are you feeling about the situation? Okay, well, it didn't make me feel good, you know. And 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 this is how I felt. Well, why did you feel that way? Because of this and that. Why? Because of this, this and that. And then I ask myself seven questions deep, and then I get to the root of it. You know. <laughs> That's, so awesome. that's, that's, that's cool. a little secret, you know, that, that is I just a secret. Yeah. Let out the bag. <laughs> yeah, let, that, was but a, try that was a it. nugget. And try it, you know, but you, you mentioned that you keep asking the question to yourself, like, but why this? Why you almost yeah, keep but, saying, why, 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 why no, until you get because, to the root? Yeah, exactly. So then you get the answer for that. So when you, then you question that answer and then, then you keep going, you know? So if, if you were to, you know, give me like a traumatic experience, for example, I would be like, well, why do you feel that way? Well, because when I was little, my dad did this. Why do you think your dad did this? Well, because, and then, well, why do you think his dad did this? Or what, whatever it may be. And you keep asking, but asking. And then, but, but before you know it, you're like, oh my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's definitely something that works. Well, your story is cool because you can really relate with people. I mean, just coming from, from a foster type of scenario to all the way to doing what you're doing now. It's like truly spectacular and you're able to because of your hardships if you would and the adversity you're able to relate to people and that gives you and i was just even i mean me and sky talk about this all the time we just talk about like 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 late night uh communications like all of like the most effed up things that happen in life like i know recently for me like my mom passing and mm. i know you've also faced like a huge loss with both your parent and and as well as your dog and it's just all this like really like terrible things that can just crush people and grief and all these things like these experiences give us so much outlook on life and shape us to who we are and it's a beautiful thing but if you don't see the other side of that you can get lost in the sauce of like darkness and sadness yeah but it's important to know that the most well-rounded amazing people are the ones that have gone through the the most diverse experiences mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's like the story with oprah like her story is crazy you know mm -hmm. jk rowling crazy yeah you know because you develop that sort of emotional intelligence where you can start to vibe with people and 
get down to the real you, mm-hmm. get down to the core. Absolutely. But if you never go through hardship, you just never figure it out. You ne- you never do. And it's so interesting you say that because a lot of the people that I have come across that they've had that cookie cutter life and not really, you know, really hardship and painful experiences. They don't understand our journey. They don't understand this path. And <clears throat> most of them are not empaths. I'm extremely um, um, how do you say it? Empathetic. Em- em- empathetic. Yeah. Yes. Empaths, right? Yeah. So, so, um, and it's in it's those people that I really can't have a friendship with, or a relationship with, or a partnership. You know, whether it's someone I'm dating or not. If you haven't gone through hardship, I don't think we could understand each other. You know. For sure, and it's and it just gives you perspective. It's like the gift of perspective mm-hmm. is massive. So it makes you reframe the way you're thinking about your current scenario. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking there's just something that's pissing you off or ticking you off, it's like maybe it should be pissing you off because you have to learn something from it. Absolutely. It, it should be tough. It's uh, We get into that nine to five scenario. You start making <laughs> six figures. You're like, yo, life's sick. And then all of a sudden you want something that's more than six figures. And now you're like, it's not sick anymore. And <laughs> you go down that loop. It's You got to refocus, reframe, and, and, uh, and learn from the ups and downs of life. Go start a new business. Mm-hmm. Go sell chocolate. <laughs> like the best way to sell is just door-to-door sales. You'll get rejected so much, but eventually you won't care. And then you become unstoppable. Yeah. it's it. You know, it's how bad do you want it? Like when I first started in medical sales, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was working with orthopedic surgeons. I didn't know crap, you know, but I had this opportunity and, and it, it was door-to-door sales pretty much. I would have to go to their offices. I had a product to sell to them. And let me tell you, selling to orthopedic surgeons is like the hardest thing ever. You know, they're cocky, they're arrogant, they think they're God's and you gift sell to them earth. On, yeah. And then you have to sell them on something that they start questioning you about it. Why do I need it? I'm like, you don't need it. Your patients need it. Well, how am I going to benefit from it? Your patients are, you know? And anyways, long story short, when I first started uh, my medical business, I started finding out where where these doctors were hosting events. So I would find out surgery centers that were opening up and I would go and it was invitation only. So they would have (laughs) they would have the list. Right. And I would go there and they're like, oh, what office are you with? And I'm like, oh, they're already inside. And as I'm telling her they're already inside, I'm like, oh, right there, Dr. John Smith. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, and they would put the thing on me. I didn't know who Dr. John Smith was. They would give me the pamphlet and it had all the doctors and what they do total knees is what, what i was looking for total knees total hips or upper upper body and and i i would go to the doctors and i say oh that's dr smith right there let me go to him hey dr smith how are you i was just at your office yesterday i've been trying to get in there but you know you seem to be just so busy and once they see you they're chari- you're charismatic you know i'm not an ugly person you know <laughs> so they're like Oh my God. Okay. Here's my email and here's my secretary. Make an appointment. I'll see you at the office. Perfect. That's how I built my business. I love that. But it was like believing in myself, you know? So I started in Vegas. I did a territory in New York city. I tried doing one in Arizona, but that didn't work. I was training some people out there and it didn't work out. But then I came to Miami and I crushed it here too, you know? So it, it's just about like, if you want something bad enough, you're going to make it happen. Doesn't matter how you're going to find a way. So I love that. I mean, you've paved the path. You found something that worked and then you just repeated that process, (laughs) became your old lead gen, figured Mm -hmm. out a way to book appointments. That world's interesting because sometimes those devices could be like a hundred thousand dollars. And like, you know, the, the 
the doctors, you, you know, you are selling a doctor that it's going to help their patients. And a lot of times it will. Yeah. But a lot of times the doctor itself can't execute on it mm. and they end up losing money on it. No, so we, I did all the work. You did it all. Yeah. <laughs> they All they had to do was just say yes and sign the paper. So we made it pretty easy for them. That's amazing. You know, but I, I you know, I did that for a decade and uh, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, it came to the point where I was just like, I'm, I'm ready to. Yeah. to scale and, and not have to wait for doctors to approve a machine on me or not. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a business on my own. And, you know, I, um, I started a charity. It's, it's not a 501 C three. I, um, I haven't taken the time to do that, but I started a little charity called backpack attack where I give, um, I gift backpacks to underprivileged kids. And I started with the homeless people. So just the homeless people in Miami. Yeah. The homeless people in Miami and just out of my, you know, my own experience, expense you know i would get like 20 30 bags go to the dollar store go to this little wholesale place in winwood that um you know they sell backpacks for three to five bucks fill them up with socks i would go to dollar store socks toothpaste toothbrush walmart target you know what i mean make a day of it yeah make a day of it and then i started going to uh underprivileged areas like you know with kids and um orphanages i even did a down syndrome uh event one time and just uh, just being able to see like their faces of gratitude and like something so simple. This bag wasn't more than 20 bucks per bag. Do you right? do speaking when you do that? Do you like speak to them? Oh, first yeah. And get it? Yeah. You yeah. do a whole epic talk thing. Yeah, yeah I do a little speaking. What do you guys want to do when you get older? You know, follow your dreams. <laughs> yeah, and That's they're, like, cool. All laughing. I got to show you the video, um, but it's uh, it's so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. Um, and, you know, it's it's about pay, paying it forward and. I truly believe that when you find yourself in a dark place, find someone else that has it harder than you and go do something good for them. It will change you. You will feel so good. And it's in those moments that I'm giving back, that I'm helping people in need, is that I'm just like, my problems are nothing. There is nothing that I get to complain about. In fact, I'm going to be grateful for everything, you know? And this morning I actually did a, a great, a, a, a gratitude exercise and because I, I, I started getting to my head, like, I had to cancel my event last week. My dog has been sick. Like, you know, all these little things that... Tick, the, the ticks are you, adding you know? up. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're not going to take ownership of my life right now. I'm grateful because I have a roof over my head. And I'm saying this out loud. I'm grateful because I have food. I'm grateful because I have amazing people in my life. I'm grateful because I'm being interviewed in a, on a podcast today. I'm grateful. You know what I mean? And I went on this gratitude for like five minutes just chanting out loud what I'm grateful for and negativity don't doesn't take part in my life anymore I'm not I don't allow it to so you mentioned the gratitude which is amazing is this form of being able to put like, convince yourself that you are now in a better state when you might have not been before right you can use gratitude as a way to reprogram your brain into thinking about the positives and things of that nature not even convincing myself I, I shouldn't have to convince myself. It's knowing. Right. I know that I'm blessed. I know that I'm truly being grateful. I don't need to convince myself. But sometimes, you know, the, you call it the little itty shitty bitty committee, <laughs> right? That everybody has the little bad devil and then the good devil, right? Because there are energies and there are frequencies and we do pick it up from certain peoples and we bring it in, into our homes and, you know, we're humans. We're not perfect, right? right. But it's in those moments where I get to, I get to, quiet the bad the bad noise the bad 
um, you know, thoughts, the, the, the ones that try to bring you down. Cause we've been programmed for so long, especially since we were little to stay in this place that doesn't feel good. And I'm reversing that I'm ending generational trauma because of the work that I've done in my life. So that has to do with ending the generational trauma. I mean, you came full circle. The sort of question I was trying to get at was just really like, what do you do when you have a bad day? And you're trying to convince yourself the gratitude and all those things. You use the gratitude. And that's like a practice right there is Mm -hmm. to go there and just say, what else have you learned that has worked really well for you to kind of like change your state when you start to get kind of overwhelmed with a couple of things? Um, I jump up and down. You do the rebounder deal? Yeah. And, and, and I, I say, um, cancel, 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 cancel. I jump up and down. I do 50 jumping jacks. What are you grateful for? Boom. You say what cancel? Are you for? Yeah. Cancel, 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 cancel. This doesn't belong Like you're on to your me. phone. You're just getting rid of the tabs. Just yeah. Ta- get canceled, cancel, 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 cancel. And then I start jumping up and down. Like I literally jump up and down and then, or I'll go outside. I love where I live. I live in a beautiful place. I go outside. I take Blackie outside. I go over the bridge. I start looking at the water. I start looking at the boats. I start getting inspired. Like how blessed am I that God has given me the life that I have? And it literally within five or 10 minutes, I'm out. I don't, I don't, the people give power to things that don't matter mm-hmm. and situations that don't matter. People that don't matter. That text message that you received, you're really going to let that steal your joy. You're really going to let that ruin your day. Is this going to matter in five years from now? Is this going to matter in 10 minutes from now? No, but people are so used to like, giving power to situations that don't freaking matter right and it seems like the most successful people in this world they still go through that that phase of like oh shit like this blows but their timeline to get over it is much shorter than most people's i ask myself this what can i learn from this right now what is this trying to teach me because anytime you go through a situation that is not serving you in a positive way there is something to learn from it so what is it write it down and you got to learn. You got to yeah. learn from it. If you're not learning from it, then it's the definition yeah. of insanity. Yeah, you know? exactly. You had a bad relationship. You learn from it. You had a bad job. You learn from it. You had a bad experience with a certain breed of dog. You learn from it, then become a better dog owner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's yeah. interesting. No, it's cool because of, of the your openness and authenticity. Even when we first met, like just hearing your ability to connect with people, it's, it's, it's amazing. And you need to keep spreading epic talks. I love people. I really do. Um, I love good people. people. <laughs> I love good people. I love and good people attract good people. Yeah, so once you find yeah. like a good a good crew, all of a sudden you start like you, mining yeah. them for their good people, and then it's like okay, you attract who you are. I'm a true believer in that. That's how ironic that I literally I went to FedEx to get something, and then you were sitting there when I got back, and. I just sat next to you and you heard me start talking and you're like, it was funny. Cause I had just gotten a cigar with my buddy, Matt, and I was going to just go home and I was like, you know what? I really want a chicken parm from North Italia. <laughs> so I just went to the bar, like I have a beer and chicken parm. This is a vibe. And then <laughs> next to me comes, you know, Hurricane Melissa. Next yeah. to Hurricane Ian. <laughs> Hurricane Melissa. That's hilarious. And here we are. Yeah. Making it happen instantly. Mutual connections, mutual friends and just getting started so what's the grand old vision of epic talks where do you want to go where do you want to take it so you're expanding to thailand Mm -hmm. but where would you would you want it to be like uh just i want it to be a a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs you know uh being in 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 this entrepreneurship world for 15 years 
I wasted so much money hiring the wrong people, the wrong uh, companies to build my websites or to build my funnels or to, you know, do my SEO and literally money down the drain. And after you pay, people would just disappear, you know. So I want Epic Talks to be like the hub where if people are looking, you know, to build their business and they're looking, you know, for somebody to build their website or their funnels or they're looking for uh, a mentor or they're looking for a business coach or they're looking for you know uh, business development there that platform is going to be there the platform so you could build a funnel on the platform or the no, connections that the can connection, help you with or within yeah. the community yeah exactly so you go on like there, vetted connections exactly basically. so you go on there and the company that you see on epic talks is you know is vetted by me and it's someone, a company that I trust. You know, if you're looking for a copywriter or if you're looking somebody to create your business plan or, you know what I mean? Anything that has to do really with uh, entrepreneurship and taking it to the next level. That's cool. And that's a benefit of the inner circle y- is being yeah. able to have access to all of these different connections. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. One-stop shop. Yeah. One-stop shop. And then people got to prove their um, their exper- expertise, obviously, within exactly. it. Exactly. Which is where intuition comes in, which is where seeing what's good Mm -hmm. seeing what's rolling yeah exactly if you could go back in time and when you were back let's say you're you know 15 years old and you could have talked to yourself then um who you are now and who you were then and you could have said maybe one two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time money heartache life lessons and obviously the best response is what you've already been saying is i wouldn't have changed anything because it made me who i am we learned from our lessons mm-hmm. or i would have invested in crypto but like <laughs> what do you think like just for the sake of the question what are some of those things that you would have loved to tell yourself buy bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy. buy bitcoin um to be be patient with myself to stop being so hard on myself um, I could, I could still be hard on myself, but I've learned how to, you know, tame that a little bit. Like you're really hard on yourself. Yeah. I used to be really hard on myself, you know, um, like me, almost like mean to yourself. No, no, not mean. Just like I would get frustrated if I, if I wasn't where I wanted to be, you know, in, at, at a certain time in my life. Um, I got frustrated because, um, you know, I got married at a young age and then had a divorce at 31 and. You know, I was hard on myself because of that. Oh, what could I have done different? Um, And it took me a while. It took me a lot of uh, work, inner work and emotional intelligence work to be able to forgive myself and be like, this is exactly what was supposed to happen. You know, was there like a defining like healing moment or was it a process? It was a process, you know, Um, I, I guess once you continue doing the work on, you know, on yourself and personal development, you start to understand yourself better. And, and you just start to understand that this is exactly how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not make an excuse and not be upset because it happened. Just be like, this is what was supposed to happen. And I'm a true believer in divine timing. I'm, I'm a true believer that the reasons why I've gone through the things that I went through, and there's obviously a lot more things that I'm still going to go through is because that's going to help me elevate and get to the next level of my life. You know, and I, I truly believe that every new level, you're going to meet a new devil. Yeah. Right. I love that line. <laughs> so you're just, I'm just learning as I go. So when another situation arises, okay. You, you got the, the tools and exactly. the playbook to get yeah. over and it. And accepting it. It's okay. You're going through this. It's okay. All right. So how are we going to overcome that? Because once you overcome that, then it's another level. Then it's another level, you know, and I truly want to, 
be known and be remembered as as a person who cared a woman of vision um i'm a woman that really cared connecting other humans and helping them step into their purpose and their greatness majority of the people go walking around their life um and they don't know what their purpose is they don't know what they're here for yeah and i want to help you find your purpose i want to help you connect with the right people i want to help you believe in yourself you know and that's what i want to be remembered as the queen of hearts and somebody that really cared about others the queen of hearts mm -hmm. that's awesome is mm -hmm. that your halloween costume this year no i didn't think of that but maybe <laughs> that's a good idiom and it's interesting because i love the line like to have good friends you need to be a good friend mm. and like you're clearly someone that loves your friends and loves yeah. the people you're with and i, I think it's the biggest lesson like how what can we do every day to, rem to remind our friends we care for them and live every day as if you know it's gonna be your last day with someone make sure you tell them you appreciate them make sure you tell mm. them you're grateful for them like leave every interaction yeah. with some positive note because yeah. you just never know and yeah. that's how life works absolutely and their circles the people that help lift you up when mm -hmm. shit gets bad because it's oh it's gonna get bad absolutely and with the every level thing you mentioned every level requires more of you and mm -hmm. to require more of you you need to be able to show up mm -hmm. and like what are some of those like sort of health or habits that you've done or incorporated into your daily like you mentioned you go outside and check out the, the, the boats and stuff yeah, and hang yeah. out with blackie yeah have there been any things that are staples in your life that really just ground you well i now i i, I didn't always do this but uh, meditation meditation in the morning at least five minutes each morning and then at night five to ten minutes and um you know i love working out and going to the gym feels good um journaling you know i like to journal and write how i feel about certain things about my do day. you have like journals going back years i do <laughs> i do i do I got so many. I think that's a superpower because huh? I don't journal. I really just don't like writing. I like yeah. listening. Yeah. But it's a superpower because you can like read what you were thinking. You know what's crazy? I 10 was, years ago. I've been doing like this closet clean out in my, in my office closet downstairs. And I was looking at some notes and I was like, oh, I found this. I opened up a journal and it said, I want to be a speaker one day. I want to have a radio show. I want to have a book. I don't remember writing this. And all of that I, I have and I am, you know, and I'm like, holy crap, the power of writing things down, you know, and I, it got me really happy. I even took a picture of it and I shared it with a friend or I told a friend or something like that. They were like, wow, that's powerful. That's it's really cool. so freaking powerful to um, write things down and envision them. And, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about this, you know, and in the laws of success and in Think and Grow Rich, the power of, of writing things down and putting it out there. You know, the universe listens when you believe in yourself. So true. And people want to help. Successful yeah. people especially yeah. want to help. Yeah. They want to give back. Yeah. They want to talk about themselves. They want to give you advice. They want to do all those things. <laughs> they do. That's why I think everyone should have a podcast personally. Yeah. Or if you want to go. I mean, Epic Talks is like 10x a podcast because it's like multiple podcasts at once. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, I'm just so grateful for your connection, for your wisdom, for sharing that. For, for, for everyone in Miami, because this is really kind of merged into a Miami-based podcast because we only do it in person now. It's the only way to do a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I got to be like, what's up? What's yeah, up? How are yeah. we doing? <laughs> um, but for everyone that's that's in Miami, that's building a business, whether you're, where you're not in Miami, whatever, um, you got to check out Epic Talks. It's legit. We've Thank heard it so many you. times. The name itself is just <laughs> so legit. Thank you. I appreciate that. And how can everyone follow it and follow the journey? 
Well, they can follow uh, Epic Talks at Epic Talks Miami on Instagram. The website is epictalks.com. So you can see all like the past events and flyers that we've had. If they want to buy tickets, epictalksmiami.com. Um, and then my personal Instagram, Melitza, M-E-L-I-T-S-A-W-A-A-G-E. So Melitza Wagi. And yeah, I'm here to be of service. Come and join us for an amazing event. Come to the dinners, come to the adventures. Come and hang out with me and Ian. <laughs> Come and uh, enjoy the damn good day show. And remind me the radio show. Ninety-four point five FM Blink Radio Station. This has been the damn good day show. Yes, thank you for your time and your generosity, and I'm so honored and blessed to be here. I appreciate you. Excited for episode two in the future. Hey, we're gonna make this happen. Take care. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. This is a damn good day to have a damn good day.